Ladies and gentlemen, the time has finally arrived. Yes, it is the Bama Standard. Yes, it is Tuesday night. Time for your greatest platform for Alabama content. There is, and yes, Steve Brown is wearing a celebration hat. Why? Because, folks, it's game week. Game one, Alabama, Middle Tennessee State. Again, this is the Bama Standard. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Get in this comment section. Let's get fired up tonight. If you're watching the replay, get in the comment section. Let us know what you think. I'm Justin Riley, and we are brought to you by Workspace Solutions. If your business needs a full-fledged marketing team or just a digital presence, these are the guys you want to contact at an affordable rate. Hey, but they also keep the lights on for us. Listen, we got an all-star crew tonight, minus one, so that means we'll actually get the talk, right? With me, as always, is a living legend, not only in the world of comedy, but broadcasting and every single walk of life. They should have a statue in every city that he's been in. Pure gold plated with diamonds and any kind of emerald. The one, the only Steve Brown. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate it, man. Steve Brown. The incredible Steve Brown. You forgot the star of the show. I'm so excited about game week, man. I, you have to give it to me. Give me one pass. Friday, I'll make it right. Yeah, but Join well, him. Well, you know what? Every, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody so, does listen, know. I'm celebrating, man, game week, but also is uh, that a lame guy, Marvin Constant, today is his birthday, and uh, I got the birthday hat on. Not for his birthday. I'm celebrating because he's not here. So, you know, all of, all of the attention to be on me now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. It was always meant to be, Steve. And, hey, Thank you. we're going to honor that the right way tonight. But happy birthday to Marvin Constant. He's old as hell tonight. And we sent him a basket of assorted body oils because we know what he likes <laughs> to do on his Instagram. But before I get too far down that rabbit hole, we also have the senior analyst of Touchdown Alabama Magazine and international sex symbol, Stephen M. Smith. Yo, yo. And yo, the yo. baddest man to ever <laughs> tote the rock, two-time national champion, two-time USFL champion, the Bo Scarborough. Fellas, Dang how y'all feeling? What's up? Great, What's up? man. Up? Great, great. Game week, Excited. baby, is here. Game week. Excited. Yeah. Well, let's get things rocking the right way, and that's going to be with Stephen M. Smith. He's got an exciting death chart, so let's jump right to it. Well, first off, people, let's give a round of applause for the second week in a row. Nick Saban did not come at me, so that means that I'm doing something correctly here for the second week in a row. But the, the temperature in the room for the press conference on, on Monday was a different atmosphere. Normally, there's 10 to 12 people in there. It was 70 people in there Monday. Uh, ESPN had their whole SWAT team in there. Yes, that they, they wait until the first week of the season to do this. But the one thing Coach Saban mentioned is wanting to establish the identity early. Like it's MTSU, uh, the players all summer, the coaches all summer have talked about wanting to be dominant, be physical, get after guys. So Saban wants to see that. But – you know, he, 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 for the first time, he did not release a depth chart. And people were going crazy about that. It was, there's no depth chart. What you doing, Saban? What's going on, Saban? 
And I understand Coach's reason behind it. He said, hey, this creates too much of a distraction. The guys aren't focused. They're not putting their attention on the right thing. So I can understand why Saban said that. But what I did come away with, guys, as much as we want to see, you know, all the quarterbacks do well, absolutely. Saban did mention, hey, when it comes to Jalen Milrow, there is more consistency in his play. He's more confident in what he's doing out there. He's comfortable in the pocket, making decisions, playing quarterback in the pocket. And most importantly, he's made big improvement out there as far as being that complete quarterback is concerned. So Saban not giving the depth chart, wants to see the physicality, but he is encouraged and very happy with all of his progress that Milrow made from camp to where we stand right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. Folks, I got to remind y'all of one important thing. This Friday night, 7 p.m. at the beautiful Bryant Museum, the Bama Standard is going to be live. And what do we need from you guys? We need you to come pack it out, show up and show out. Let's do this thing right. And we're going to be there all weekend. We'll have plenty of opportunities for you to meet the star and us too if you want to really but it's going to be the best weekend of your life so please be a part of that and yeah. i will and there will be both scarborough merch with the number nine and scarborough on the back of it and for the tennessee week i got some good shirts for the tennessee week and i think the fans is going to be super excited about the tennessee week shirts that i have and the Tennessee shirts are in black. Mm. Okay. 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 All right. I, I I have a couple of things that I'm bringing um, Friday, man. I'm excited. Uh, I I'm the first. I'm the trophies bag that you stole. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, um, I'm 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 not I'm not uh, able to talk speak on that because because of legal ramifications, but they will be returned. I say, oh, yeah. So, but I, I just got these in the mail, uh, and I'm going to be giving them out to fans. Uh, my first, uh, since uh, Stephen, Stephen M is one of my favorites on, on this this podcast, I got my assorted Stephen M. Smith glasses. So I have them to give out <laughs> to the fans. And, and, and yeah, and they came like this. You can't, you can't straighten them out. They, they're, they're meant to be worn just like this. So fans, be in the building. The first 20 people get a pair absolutely free, and then the rest of them will be free. So, yeah, come on out. <laughs> And he also has a bedazzled pair for the ladies. So we got y'all covered mm -hmm. in every way possible. <laughs> there it is. So first thing I want to address, and no, we're not going to talk quarterback just yet, but yeah, we will get to it. One of the biggest things Coach Saban talked about and what we talked about at length last year was the fact we did not have an offensive identity. Who was Alabama? We tried to be pretenders at times to make uh, make everybody feel like, we were gaining ground. We were establishing some momentum, but it looked forced. It wasn't real. So, guys, and I'll start with you, Bo. How important right now, even in game one, is it for us to establish that identity? Uh, it's very important um, because uh, it's just like the first impression of your team. That's what that first game, everybody get that film. And – how you play on that film, that's what other teams going to take. 
they gonna when they watch that first film, however however you play, that's how other teams gonna view you when they watch when they watch that film. If we play soft, the the coaches gonna tell their players these guys are soft. All the thing we have to do is come out, hit them in the mouth, and they gonna buy down. But if we come out like we usually do over the last decade, we come out, hit players in the mouth establish the identity to let them know that this is a hard-nosed football team that going to play all fourth quarters. Even if it's an overtime, we're going to still have the energy to play like it's the first quarter. And I think when guys see that on film, that's when they get afraid because they see that we're, that we're playing how we, how we played in the first quarter is how we playing in the second quarter. And they looking at it like the guy doesn't get tired. And and years ago, we were wearing offensive linemen out with their road when we when we were rotating nine defensive linemen, and you got nine defensive linemen coming in just as good as the one that was in before. But you but they're not switching offensive linemen out. So if our, our defense come out with that mentality of we're going to hit them in the mouth and, and, and show them where Alabama uh, is all about and that we have not lost the dynasty, I think they're going to be the spark for the offense and the offense is going to come out. Um, the offense is going to come out off of the, um, off of the defense energy and they're going to um, give them more confidence to not let the defense down. So they're going to go out there and play the same way that the defense played. Because the defense went out there, played hard no football, hit them in the mouth, made blood come out, and uh, and, and, and and that brings juice to the offense. So they made yeah. the offense want to go out there and do the same thing. Because when I was there, when Jay Reed and Ruben and Ryan and uh, Reggie Ragland go out there and hit somebody, man, Cam Robinson and all them boys, they get fired up. And when Cam Robinson get fired up, I'm fired up, and and after that, Adarius fired up. Now the whole offense just full of blood, and we just ready to go take some heads off. And that's how our team came together that one. And now with this whole dynasty, that when the game start, we looking over at the other side of the sideline at the other team, and and we bouncing around, ain't got no smile on our face. And we're looking at the other team, and they looking like they scared to take the field. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So we got kind of a 300 thing going where we're just going to wipe out everybody. I like that blood, just devastation. Just I love it. Steve Brown, I want to hear from you. Put on your analysis cap, man. What do we need uh, to see from these guys? What kind of identity does Alabama take on in game one? Um, First off, I just want to comment on piggyback on off of some Bo said. Uh, pretty much what Bo was telling us is that uh, Alabama was full of vampires, um, and they were nasty. <laughs> they were nasty. They wanted to see blood, and that's just not nice. So I think personally, uh, the team has already sent the message that we're going to be smash mouth. We're going to hit you in the face. We're not last year, year before or year before that. We're not coming out with the spread and all those other stuff. We're coming to hit you. And and, and we're talking about the offense. And 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 I mean this this joyless murder ball thing, they pretty much told us what the identity of the team is going to be. Now all we got to do is sit back 
and watch them show us. So I'm 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 ready for it. I'm I'm if 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 they're coming out doing exactly what Bo said they were doing back in the day, I'm happy. And I I also wanna I also um wanna say this. This whole offseason, everybody been talking about the defense, the defense, the defense and the quarterback. But guess what? Every time they don't talk about Alabama offense, we come out and shock the world with lethal weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they never that they that they didn't know that we had. And they be shocked. And we didn't did it plenty of times, especially when Lane Kiffin went there. When Lane mm-hmm. Kiffin went there, they never talked about how powerful our offense was gonna be or the how how we gonna get their offense um back the way it was. The only person they talked about on offense was the quarterback. And then they moved to the whole session of the defense. Right. They ain't you know about I'm... one person on defense. They talked about the whole defense. Then when they talk about the offense, they talk about one person. Who gonna be the quarterback? And that's what they mess up at because they don't they not paying attention to those receivers, those offensive line, and those tight end, and those guys got a chip on their shoulder, and they go and they gonna go out there and show the world why they should be talked about and they're gonna be the and they're gonna end up being in the top five offense this year. I can see it. <laughs> Steve uh Steve, you wanna add something before we let the baton be handed to the illustrious Stephen M. Smith? No, uh I you know what? I, I was just I was just pretty much uh thinking on terms of what Bo was saying. He said it all. So yeah, go ahead. Okay, Stephen. What do we I see mean- in terms of an identity? I mean, first off, we can look at, it's already been mentioned, the guys have been playing joyless murder ball. So offensively, I want to see the run game because the last two years, the identity has been Bryce Young and God help us, Bryce Young. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. been, that's been the identity the last two years. So now with no more Bryce Young, it's, oh, snap, we all have to play together because we all have to compensate for each other. So I want to see absolutely this run game, no no doubt about that. Defensively, I want to see assignment football and guys not overthinking. See it, go after it. That's what I want to see. That's why you brought Kevin Steele to get rid of all this football for dummies stuff that Pete Golden was trying to teach. You bring in Kevin Steele, you see it, you attack it. You read it, you, you go get it. And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Steve, what you got? You know what, man? I was thinking the same thing. Uh, again, Bo pretty much summed up everything as far as offense. But I will say this, and it's a and it's a good point. Uh, you know, Miami beat. I mean, uh, Middle Tennessee beat Miami last year, right? You know that, right? Yes. And they flew all over the field on them. You know who the defensive coordinator was? Kevin Steele. It was Kevin Steele. So we want to see – I want to see what Kevin Steele do do to the same team uh, with a different personnel. So, you know, I've heard people say, well, he's all these over the hill or whatever. So now Kevin Steele, it's, it's, it's your time to show us what you really got, to see if you caught up with the game because people have been saying, well, man, he's old. He put football has passed him by and all that. So we're going to see. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, if, if Bama go, uh, goes out there and do what Bama's supposed to do, then apparently that was on Kevin Steele's personnel, which is Miami, the players. But we have all elite players across the field. So if they still do that on us, 
uh, come Saturday, that's then we got a big problem. So I'm 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 definitely in with what with what both of them said, and I'm I'm just excited. Yeah, and I think you can find the fountain of youth with the right personnel. I think that can revitalize any over the hill guys. What many people like to believe Kevin Steele is. Bo, what you got for us? I was, I'm going to piggyback off of what um, Steve said. Uh, Kevin Steele, uh, he have a point to prove mm-hmm. because no one, no one thought that he can be the defensive coordinator at Alabama. And right. then he went down to Auburn, did a good job. And then, you know, he went on. Elson did a good job. Now that he back at Alabama, I think that Kevin Steele is coaching these guys how Urban Meyer was coaching them guys back in 2007 and 2008 when they was a hard-nosed football team and they were playing balls to the wall and they were giving everything they got. I think that Kevin Steele is installing that in their head that you don't come off that field unless your bone is poking out your skin. Huh? And Ooh. that's gonna be the toughness of that team, cause that's what, and that's how we became tough. Coach Saban would preach to us every week: don't come off that field unless your bone is poking at your um skin. Because if you land on the ground for a thigh contusion or a hamstring, land on the ground, and then two minutes later you walking off the field, they're just they're just showing a sign of weakness. And if, and if we have multiple players doing that, think about what the other team gonna think. They weak, we got them, we can beat them. Only thing we gotta do is keep beating them up. And that's what, that's what our mindset was when we were playing. Once one guy get hurt, we knew we got them. Only thing we gotta do is keep playing the way that we playing. And we went, we can be tired as a dog, but when we line up across from that other guy and he look into our eyes, he gonna say, "How can he got? How how is the guy not tired and he has not been out the game?" You wanna know why? Because we are mentally strong, we are physically strong. We know how to hold our tiredness in without showing it. But one thing about it, we gonna play lights out and after the game we may not be able to walk but we ain't gonna show the other team that weakness i like that mentality is returning and i think that what kevin Steele is installing to them defensive players and this kind of ties into the question we have from mfr jones Uh, i got a question what does everyone on the panel think about both coordinators being in the press box for this game i gotta admit guys when i first heard that they're gonna be in the the booth, it kind of made me a little nervous and a little frustrated because we saw the the result from Booth O'Brien last year. Uh, of course, <laughs> Pete Golden is going to be Pete Golden, right? But how effective can they be from that booth? Can they still get their message across? Are they in that booth because they have entrusted the players and the players are going to be back to self-policing because they're self-disciplined, they're drawn in, and they're not going to put up with crap anymore? Stephen M. Smith, I'll let you start out with this, and then we'll I go think, to Steve Brown, and Bo will finish up. I, I, I think I think that's a big part of it, that this team is more so player-policed. 
this team is more so ran by the players. Dallas Turner mentioned it in Nashville at Media Days that Kevin Steele lets the players run the team. I think, I think th- th- the interesting part will be the conversation between uh, Tommy Reese and Jalen Milrow. When Jalen Milrow's getting that call in his headset, going in there, communicating that call out, that's kind of what I want to see. I kind of want to see how often does Tommy Reese yell at guys, cuss at guys, get demonstrative at guys from that press box up there because he's known for he's known for doing that. But I don't see this. I don't see this as a bad thing. I think this will be the first game of the season where they'll get kind of a feel for it. I think next week against Texas, we'll mm. see one of these two, either Steele or Tommy Reese, on the field. I know there's an NCAA ruling where you can only have so few coaches on the field. And I know you got Eric Walker will be on the field. Travaris Robson will be on the field. Freddie Roach will be on the field. There'll be six or seven guys in the field. So I know there's an NCAA ruling. But I think for this first game, it'll be more just to get a feel for it. I think versus Texas, one of these two guys will be on the field and not upstairs. But I think from a defensive perspective, this is a player-ran team. I don't think Kevin Steele have an issue with that, with him being up in the box. I think more so offensively, that communication between Tommy Reese and Jalen Milrow, that will be where my eyes will be at. Speaking of that, George Lambert, Steve Brown finally paid his light bill, or is that Stephen M. Smith's glasses? (laughs) 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 So careful, George. You won't be getting the replica set of glasses come Friday. No, you know, he he blew it. He blew it. So I, 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 them being in the press box, it, 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 it shows me that there is a sign of growth and maturity. And I feel out like them being in the press box, uh, it kind of pay piggybacks on what's, what, what Stephen is saying. They are getting back to the Bama standard, meaning players policing each other and holding each other accountable. No more mix and match and this and that, the stuff uh, Pete Golden was doing and this and that. In other words, out there babysitting them and, putting them on a leash and this and this. No, we're going to get it. And all 11 of us, we're going to be responsible for what we're supposed to do. If not, we're getting somebody else on there. So you probably, I'm, I, 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 I bet my ran, I bet there are plenty of fights at practice about being, people holding each other accountable. I, I, I think this is just a new team and a new identity. They want to go out and punish people instead of being punished. And I believe that. So now, 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 they're going now go, go to the fights here, Steve, that there's a point that because there was there have been several reports about guys in the locker room uh, cheating on reps in the weight room uh, and Deontay Lawson as the middle linebackers checking dudes, cussing dudes out, getting in dudes face, checking dudes. Hey, we we doing all of these workouts. Uh, J.C. Latham on the offensive mm-hmm. line, checking guys, getting in guys face, punching guys. Hey, this is going to be done correctly. So if a team. Uh, is policing the entire it, the leaders on this team, and it's not just one; it's several guys. This entire team has been policed by the players. So what you're saying is pride has been restored in the hearts of these players, whereas last I'm year a it, it, I'm it did not look like they gave a damn. I just call it what it is. They're more concerned about what their Instagram post was going to be post game. Yeah, so, I'll give it to Ke- you, sir. Kevin Steele has baptized his entire defense. And the floor is yours, even though you're on mute. Technology is a beautiful thing. <laughs> you're still on mute, man. I would say from from 
from the past years when I was there, we were more disciplined and more dialed in and, and, and focused when we had Kirby Smart and Lane Kiffin on the sideline because mm-hmm. because it, it's not like the NFL where you got the where you got the speaker in your helmet. And you know, at certain points, you know, uh, at Jalen going through his cadence and uh Lane Kiffin to see some and he'll whistle and Jalen know where to go with the ball. And I think, you know, that that'll be something hard to do uh to a first um year starting quarterback to have the OC up top and to let him, you know, run it all. And far as the defensive side, I I would like for Kevin Steele to be on the sideline because mm-hmm. uh, if you go back and watch the years that Kirby Smart was on the sideline, during some plays, Kirby Smart was down there on the numbers trying to get these guys lined up and, you know, uh, trying to get them the right call. And I think by Kevin Steele being in that booth, those guys that downstairs calling those plays will be, will, will be kind of scared to step out on that field to get these guys to call because they may be scared of what Coach Saban is gonna say, which is Coach Saban is not gonna say anything long as you try, long as you trying to get the job done and he know what you trying to do. I just hope that we don't have coaches that are afraid to get halfway out there to that numbers to get that um to get that play in so these guys can understand the defense that we running. So far as me. I would rather have the OC and the DC on the sideline. Mm-hmm. So when so when they do come off the sideline, because Kirby know how, well, Kevin still know how he want his defense to be ran, and Lane Kiffin know how he wanted his defense. Well, he well I ain't gonna use Lane Kiffin anymore. Well, uh, this guy he know how he want his offense to be ran, and when they come to the sideline, he can put on that drawing board. Hey, this is how we're gonna do it. This is how we're gonna switch it up. Instead of having someone, instead of having an offensive analyst on the headset trying to listen to what he's saying and trying to draw it up at the same time in a short amount of time, when we can get a turnover just like that, and we and we still stuck going through headset to to the drawing board where when it was Lane Kiffin, soon we came off the field. He got the correction fixed, and we were good, and we were able to rest and talk to each other, and let them and let each other know, like, hey, we 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 got your back. Just do your job. We gonna do this mm-hmm. on this play, um, like like me and Calvin, like Calvin used to come to me and say, how you want me to block him? I say, just I'm reading you. You block him the way you think you should block him, and I'm gonna go out for you. However you block him, it's the there's no right or wrong way when you're a receiver and you blocking someone down the field for a running back, the running back got to read your block. So long as, and long as the running back reading your block, he going to make you right and you're going to make him right. So that's, and that's how me and Calvin got on the same page. And if you go back and watch the film, when I'm running the ball, Calvin is looking to see where I'm at and he would block his guy in the right position. So for me, I think that, I wish I have 
both of the coordinators on the field and starting off to let these guys know what we yeah. really looking for and just in case a mistake may happen the OC and the DC can correctly very fast then to speak through a uh, headset and have the analyst draw it up and we don't have enough and we may not have enough time we may go out there and get an interception on the first play and we don't have enough time to correct the plays that we messed up on the on the drive before so that's my intake on it i think that we yeah. should have both of the both both of the oc and dc on the field to get the mistake corrected quickly and that later last part of what you said ties into what we spoke on earlier the self-policing and the self-reliance on each other maybe these coordinators are at a point to where they trust the guys to make the right calls where they don't have to be quite as hands-on and if that's the case all what we've been hearing from dallas turner and others has come to fruition we won't know that until this weekend but this talk about tommy reese and by extension the quarterback situation you know tommy reese stated and his his offensive philosophy is personnel driven he said, how can I fit what you do really well into enhancing our offense? That's similar to what we saw with Lane Kippen. It's mm-hmm. not like Bill O'Brien at all. It's not, not what he tried to implement. Jalen doesn't have to be Bryce Young. He gets to be Jalen. There's freedom in that. Your coordinator is designing something for you, not, not, not Bryce Young, not somebody else. So I'm, let me ask, the, ask you guys here. How does that help the offense evolved into reaching its ceiling? Bo, back to 2016, how did that help your offense? And more importantly, how does it help a Milrow-led offense? Because you already saw this with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. So if you could kind of lead, lead us with that, and we'll go to Steve and then up to Stephen M. Smith. Well, you just got to let the guy play his game. Like I'm gonna go back into I'm gonna go back to the USC game when Jalen first got in the game. Uh, I think um, I think um, I can't think of his name right now. Blake, I think Blake, Blake started that game. Blake Barnett start, started that game off against USC. And to be honest, I think that that game was too big for uh, Blake Barnett. And you know, once those lights come on, it's like he, he was looking like a deer out of headlights. But once you put Jalen in it, once we put Jalen in the game, he acted like he'd been there before. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't getting discouraged. He wasn't nervous. He acted like he had been a quarterback for three years there already. And when he got in the game, what did he do? Throw a touchdown to a oh, Darius Stewart. And then, you know, and once he threw that touchdown to Darius Stewart, his confidence level went up. And now he played more and more plays, his confidence level went up and up and mm-hmm. up. And you can see it in the first game. And right. he didn't get he didn't get cocky. He didn't get arrogant. He stayed that he he stayed the core the same way how he did when he first started that game to the end. And he did that all throughout his years at Alabama. Jalen Hurt was the same person he was a freshman when he became a senior. He was the same person. Jalen didn't get mad about nothing when they switched him out with um, Tour. Only thing Jalen did was help Tour and try to help himself get better. 
So what I think that, mm. you know, they need to do, let Jalen Miro be Jalen Miro. Because if you try to Love change it. a guy game, it going to be bad because disaster. he going to be trying to play how the coach told him to play and not playing his game. And well, that's just, that just like me. Sorry. <laughs> now you're good. We can come back. Let's come back to that, though. Steve. We, you, you know what? About it. I'm, thinking, all I'm, season. Thinking, I'm thinking that uh, you and that bell, yeah, you need to use that often. Let me tell you something. Talking to ex players, they start thinking about all the stuff that they did and everything, and it's like a flashback. And you can never give us enough information. I'm I'm listening That's to true. Bo. Bo was like, okay, like I did when I told old boy to block and this and that. He reliving the moment. So you so you you got it, man. I'm I'm listening. I'm like, that, man, man, I didn't know all this happened. And so Bo <laughs> could, Bo could write a book on here, and we just sit back and listen. So. Yeah. So that's yeah, why absolutely like, okay, that, so that was awesome, man. I, we really yeah, yeah. the, so, the way it's through so, your eyes, and that, that's why we have you here. Yeah, you, yeah, you. you so, so people, we giving it through to you, not just from our perspective. We giving it to you from actual players' eyes. Yeah. So, so we look when 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 Bo get the floor again, hit the bell as soon as he get up because he's gonna give us another locker room story or something. He gonna give it to us. I love it though. No, I love it. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to give it to you so you Passionate. can understand. So you can understand what's going on because most yeah. people on the outside looking in and they making up all these assumptions. There you go. Totally incorrect. They yeah, making up again, assumptions. Bo. They making up assumptions that is totally incorrect. What? Right, so, 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 so let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna make this short and quick. Um, I Sorry, think Steve, that... took all your time. <laughs> Okay, so that was funny as hell. Real talk though. People, um, I'm liking what Tommy Reese is doing. Tommy Reese is doing what Bill O'Brien refused to do. That is making a game plan that is catering to this kid's talent skill. Both saying the same thing. And the nice. thing is, people especially our fan base that really pisses me off, they're still thinking and they will not hold, they will not let go of last year and what mm. Bill O'Brien did to this kid. He set him up for failure, but his skill set was so good, he still succeeded even after his mistakes. This is why I think that this guy, Milro, I really believe if he goes off in the Texas game, mark my word, he's going to automatically be a, a, a Heisman candidate. He's going to automatically, because the dude is just too good. The thing is, you got our fan base saying, oh, man, he's going to do this, this, and that, and then Ty Simpson's going to come in. Then I mean, they're like really wishing this guy would mess up, and I don't understand why, but again, I, I, I really believe that, that, that Tommy Reese is setting everybody up to 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 perform to their skill set. I'm talking mm -hmm. about the tight ends, the receivers, the quarterback, and all you got to do is go out there and play your game within the system and have fun doing it. And people don't want to understand that, but that's what I'm seeing, and I think that's what Bo told y'all from the inside. I'm that's that's my case. That's powerful. Bring it home, Stephen M. Smith. You've been waiting patiently up there in your deacon's chair. Now I'm gonna say this. This is a the chair. I, th I think. <laughs> I think two. I think two coaches tie this in. I think it's Tommy Reese and Eric Wolford. 
as the oh. OC and the offensive line coach. Think about this. You have an offensive line coach and Eric Wolford who wants that group up front to be aggressive, to be mm-hmm. forces, to be physical. You compile an offensive line that will pass block, that will keep Milro protected. Now he's even more comfortable, even more confident in that pocket, making those decisions as well as running. And now you have an offensive line that's going to put the, their hands on you also so you can run the ball the way mm-hmm. you want to run the football. So now, now it's no longer Tommy Reese, this play sheet, but Eric Wolford's like, bro, I got the offensive line to produce you, to produce Milrow, and to produce these backs. So it's a combination of Wolford and Tommy Reese. I love that. I love that. Steve, what you got? Let me, let me say this real quick, too. I believe this as well. Uh, I believe that um, the, the the coaches are actually letting the players be who they are. I believe that um, man, it, it, it hit me and then it went away just that quick. But I, I just believe that they're, they're letting them be who they are. And I feel like they, the players going to have a lot more fun. You know what I'm saying? Instead of going out there with their heads all over, they're going to have fun. And I believe that. So I'm excited about it. Awesome. Bo, you got something, man. Yeah, I'm going um, to piggyback off of what uh, Steve said uh, about these coaches letting these players be who they are. They've been – the coaches been doing that since 2007, since Coach Saban got there. Mm-hmm. The player just didn't understand what the coaches were asking for. Because mm-hmm. when, when I was coached by Coach Burns, Coach, what Coach Byrne used to tell us is that I can only coach you to the line of scrimmage. After that, you're on your own. You have to use your own skill set. It's up to you. You have to use your own skill set. And what Steve said, what Stephen um, M said was that um, the, uh, these guys said this is their team. Coach Saban been stressing to them that it's their team. That's why he built the bottom for the player and mm-hmm. the top for the coaches. That's why everything is at the bottom is for the players. And if you walk through there, you will see no coaches downstairs at the bottom. You will see no coaches in the locker room. You will see no coaches nowhere where there's player stuff at because they have their own stuff upstairs. And mm-hmm. that's why Coach Saban always say, it's not my team, this is y'all team. Yeah. So y'all make the identity of the team. Y'all show the people what type of team this is. And I'm gonna go back to what Steve said, that these coaches is starting to let these player play. They been letting these player play. They just didn't know what they were asking for. They were so focused on trying to do what the coach tell them to do from getting the ball all the way to scoring the ball. No, you get the ball, you do your job, and once you get to that line of scrimmage, you use your skill set. That just like 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 Coburn said, he hated Eddie Lacy's spin move. But guess what? That's what Eddie Lacy gained. Mm-hmm. When Ed Alexis spin, he gonna when he spin, he gained five yards, and he gonna spin again and spin again, and he in the end zone. 
Coburn, Co-Saban, let him play to his talent. And I think that that is what, once these guys figure that out, once Jalen Miro figure out that go through your cadence, go through your reads, and be Jalen Miro. That is. Be Jalen Miro. Don't try to be something that you're not. Be the person you are who you came in, but better and smarter and know what you're doing, when you're supposed to do it, and how you're supposed to do it, and be consistent and be a game manager. If you can do that, you're the starting quarterback. And I think that's where we can't run into a lot of problems this past year. These coaches were trying to get them to play to the image that they created, what they told them they had to be. And by doing so, they put them in this prison they didn't know how to escape from. The very essence of who those players were was or in, was in a prison. And, and that explains to me the whole anxiety statement last year, guys. Mm-hmm. If who you are is being suppressed and being choked out by who the coaches want you to be, that's going to cause anxiety. That's mm-hmm. going to cause you to play to a level that isn't you. And that's essentially what Bo and Steve and Steven are all saying right here. And if that's the case, last year makes a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, ahead, and you know, I you know what the prison statement makes a whole lot of sense to me because I've been I've been there. Not 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 as a player, but I've been to prison. But that's none of your business. But the thing is, <laughs> you you I mean, and and the fans don't want to understand it. They want to be like, okay, they feel like because we have a couple of people who are passing the ball. They want to go back to the old Bryce Young uh, uh, situation. And now I'm, I'm beginning to remember what I was going to say. This play, the coaches now, Alabama's not about a one-trick pony anymore. Coach Saban, Coach Reese, and Coach Steele wants everybody to go out and do their part. Now Alabama's playing as a team because now the thing is we can go out, we can mess up, we can do miss assignments, we can give half-assed effort, but guess what? Bryce is going to come save the day. No, your ass is on your own. You got to yeah. carry your weight or get off the field. And that's what it is. And that is that that was the Bama standard. It always has been the Bama standard. And that it was, and that's what it going. And it's, that's what it's going back to. Real quick before I let Bo get in uh, his extra idea here. Don Parker, $5. Bill and Peter gone. And now the time for talking is over. No predictions for me. I just want to see this team play to the standard. Every game. All right, before we move on to our final topic, Bo, you wanted to throw one more thing in. What do you got, buddy? Um, I I did some thinking, and I went back and watched that game where Will Anderson said that the old guy had anxiety. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Will Anderson meant to say that the old guys had anxiety. I think where Anderson meant to say was that those guys were not focused and mm-hmm. they were not dialed in. Mm-hmm. I think that those guys were thinking about something else instead of that game. Mm. I don't think they had no type of anxiety coming out of that tunnel. I think, he used, I, I think he used the wrong word for what he was trying to say. Right. But once I went back and watched that game, it was a lot of mistake that was done. It wasn't anxiety. It was that D guys wasn't focused, wasn't dialed in, 
and wasn't focused on doing their job. I think that they were trying to do more than their job and mm-hmm. trying to help others out, which which put them out of position to make mistakes and they created another mistake and it just create mistakes, mistakes, mistakes because you got one guy trying to do another guy job and another guy doing his job. And that's why when you watch that Tennessee game, we rush three to four guys and we still get beat deep. Guys yeah. now they wasn't focused. They wasn't locked in. It was a it was it was it was plenty of mistakes that were made, and we can and 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 I, and I know if Marvin were here, Marvin would say that it was Pete. Mm-hmm. But by me watching that game, I the players wasn't focused and wasn't doing their job like they were supposed to be. It looked like it. They looked at lack of days to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And before we get to Stephen M. Smith's uh, point he wants to make, he was holding up his juicy fruit to signify that he had something. <laughs> Got to get to a couple of super chats. <laughs> William Morris, or we call him Big Bill from New York, has got the $5 super chat. And then Jason Kings with $1.99 super chat. Bo, you're my favorite back in Bama history. And uh, Bo, Bill did thank have you, a question for you. you. What did you enjoy more, pass blocking? Or uh, run blocking. Myself. Yeah. What What did you enjoy yeah. more? Or what's easier? Run blocking. Because you got the tee off on folks. If I'm if if it run blocking, that means I'm running the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, because if 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 you wanna say run blocking, I'm running the ball. That means. I know what everybody responsibility is and who they supposed to block. Same thing with pass blocking. It's just that pass blocking, you got to know seven to eight things in a split second. Sooner the harder break, you got to know what type of front they in. And they in the over front, over G front, or they in a uh, bare front, or they in a true even front. And then you are they in a 25 front, a 55 front, a 57 front. You got to look at the front. And then you got to look at the secondary. So the secondary is going to tell you what coverage they in. So now you got to – then you got to watch who the center might point. And then the, the, then the quarterback might overrule the center and might point somewhere else. And your job may – you may have the guy – next to the my point so if they might if they might 57 you gonna have 55 and then they may and now you know who the my point is and now you're going through your progression of what you have and the quarterback say hey scratch that we're gonna mike 55 mike 55 okay now i gotta look outside and then okay now he the mike 57 i gotta look right i gotta look left then I got to get out into my route. And on top of that, you got to remember what your route is. <laughs> Justin, Justin, hit the damn bell. I'm telling you, man, Bo is a player. Bo is a player. He's going to break it down. And let me tell you something. 
us people who are not who not well i played well, well i had the uniforms I, I always got the uniform but people who hadn't played in the games and and, and fans who are watching they have no idea he's breaking they down learn to today. The football terminology we, I, i'm like what the, what the hell is he talking about all i know is he was blocking and he ran the ball when he got the ball he got a touchdown that's all i know and 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 the, the most famous thing i've ever seen was when he did the tennessee fans like this that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's that's it. I mean, you ask, I mean, they asked the question. Run. They asked the question. Run block or pass block. So they I did. had to. Coach Bo pulled out the, the play. I had to give the difference. Uh-huh. I'd rather run the ball than sit down and pass block because pass block you got so much responsibility. When you running the ball, you reading who you supposed to read, and you know. I, I I trust my offensive guy to double t- to ace block up. You know who I trust? You know guy. who I trust, Bo? I trust Jimmy Clay because he just gave us twenty dollars in that super chat. See y'all Friday. Roll tie roll. roll he will tie, be there. Jimmy. He will be there. <laughs> Stephen M. Smith, you had Take a point a that, you, that you wanted to make, man. Bring us home with your point, and then we'll close in to our final point, and we'll end this show. Man, I'm I'm just excited to see this this game this weekend, man. I mean, uh, you, you're looking at you, this is an opportunity where you get a chance to see this Alabama defense get tested by an off by an offense that they're gonna come out four and five wide receiver sets. So our secondary is gonna get tested a bit, but that's gonna be fun to see how they play prior to the Texas game, and then their defense their defense is gonna come out with a lot of stunt blitzes, twist looks. So this gives our offensive line a shot to pick up the blitzes, keep mm-hmm. the mill row clean, we can run the football. I'm just, I'm excited for a big game. A good first test before Texas. There it is. All right, final statement. Guys, we are gonna break down Middle Tennessee this Friday, so definitely be in attendance. Where? The Paul W. Bryant Museum, 7 p.m. this Friday night. Pack the place out. We're going to give you a breakdown analysis. You can't get anywhere else. Not even Josh Pate has this kind of analysis. Hold on. Yeah. I gotta, hold on. I, I got to get two of my glasses now for this. I got to get two of the glasses. He's getting fogged up. All right. So, this <laughs> close this thing out the right way, guys. I'm going to pass it around the room. Stephen Smith, you're going to start. Then we'll jump over to Steve Brown and then let Bo finish things up because he's, he's like our Morgan Freeman. He likes to narrate. But guys, seriously, I can't hear that I play football and know the ins and outs of it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate what you bring, seriously. Um, but yeah, what is the statement ultimately Nick Saban is looking to make in game one versus Middle Tennessee? Steven, take it. Watch out, we back. I mean, that's the statement. Watch out, we back, we for real. And uh, it's going to start with taking care of MTSU. And then looking at Texas, like, don't think you're going to come up in here and run something because you ain't. So uh, Alabama saying, hey, with this game right here, we for this and everybody in college football a message, we here, Georgia hadn't taken nothing, we still here. I like that. Steve Brown, what you got? What, what I, message? I think- is it the message? Well, first off, I think that it was a, it was very very smart to put them on the schedule uh, right before uh, Texas. Why? Because Texas likes to throw the ball over the yard, and then us 
playing Middle Tennessee, I think it'll prepare us for that even more to, to kind of, you know, clear up our mistakes or whatever in this and that. But I don't believe in looking past the first team. I, I think Bama should go out, hit them in the mouth, be, uh, and, and, um, and do what we do. But the real statement is going to be when we beat up on Texas. That's when it's going to get everybody's attention and say, oh, they're back. They're for real. So I'm looking forward to it. But right now, let's 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 handle business first. All right. Bo, you, you play for the man. What's his statement? He's gonna well, give a locker room speech. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think on 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 Friday when on Friday when we have I am saying we like I'm there, but he's still there. See, he's still there. He took his he took his COVID when, year, Steve. When we have that team meeting on Friday before walkthrough, Coach Saban gonna put so much fire on their ass that they gonna be ready to play the game right then and there, because he's gonna tell them, middle he gonna tell them, middle Tennessee is not over a pushover, no matter the name of their team, no matter what their schedule was, uh, last, um, no matter what their record was last year, this is a whole different team. They're ready to come in your house and kick your ass, and you just gonna sit down and let them piss on your lawn, it's not mm-hmm. gonna happen. And that's and that's a message that Coach Saban gonna get them to get them fired up. And he gonna tell them, do your job. And if if it was a camera in the sky that only just only on you, only on your number, what type of player would they say about you? Hey Bo, and you know what? The Bo, you know what I thought you was gonna do? I thought I just knew you was gonna do the little chant y'all be doing when you come out the locker room. Y'all boys ready? Yeah. Y'all boys ready? Yeah. Y'all boys ain't ready. Cheat. When y'all oh, come out the locker room, that, that's only that's only on Saturday. That's yeah. Only on Saturday. Because if you get, hey, you you, you, you get fired you, up. Get Go for it, bro. Do it. Because because you you get to saying that, Coach Saban get to have the chills. Then he yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Justin, let me tell you something. The best part. Of besides Bama beating up on people, the best part of Alabama football is when they come out the locker room. That is like it gives you chills. Mm-hmm. You got, I'm telling you, look, we gotta get to the, we gotta sneak in the game early Saturday. We gotta sneak in early. Telling you. Yeah. Hey, another favorite part of the game. I gotta say this: another favorite part of the game that was missing last year, folks. Y'all give a hand to Eli Gold. He is back in the booth this year, baby. Welcome back, Eli Gold. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Eli. We've been missing you. I've been since you've been gone. I've been getting Eli Gold wings from Baum Howard. Yeah, and those <laughs> and those and those Lay's potato chips. <laughs> hey. Also, we gonna have our guy Christian Miller, second year sideline reporter. Yes, Christian sir. Miller. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold up, wait, time out. Somebody said that he looked better than me, so I don't feel like we should have him. Let's have a meeting about this when we get out the air, because I, because the we people are. saying he looked better than me, and I, I'm the star of the show. I don't need nobody taking my shine. And definitely not. That, that's why Marvin's not on tonight. <laughs> Happy right, birthday, Marvin! Right. <laughs> Happy birthday, Marvin! We out of here. Everybody, I want to remind you. Friday, the place to be is the Paul W. Bryant Museum, 7 p.m. We're going to be live. We need y'all live and going absolutely nuts in the audience. We can't do it without you. 
before we wrap things up, I'm going to pass around the room for you guys to tell folks what you got coming up next and how they can find you on social media. Stephen Smith, what do you got? Then we go to Steve, and then, Bo, you can close it all out. Well, tomorrow we got in my own words. We got Saban's press conference also at 6 p.m. tomorrow, the final press conference before the first game of the season. So I'll be there uh, getting with Coach Saban, trying to make it three times in a row where I don't get cussed out. We're going to make this thing happen. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the actual show, uh, we're talking Bama, NT, uh, MTSU. We'll get into a couple of matchups here and there, some things to, to keep our eyes on. But I'm pumped, guys. The game is this Saturday. We got football. We got Bright Museum on Friday. Man, I'm pumped up. And, guys, we will have some special guests come through. Be there to see who it is. Steve, Me. what you got? Steve, Steve, oh. Steve, Steven, Steven, I ain't, I ain't been, I ain't been on the show since, since the football season ended. All right, uh, I've been, I, I know that ball, and that's the reason why I'm getting with you about oh, your been, schedule for tomorrow. It's because of time. Oh, oh, so you, you've been, you've been, you've been saving me for the season, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. Cause they, they like what I have to say. They do. I, Bo, I'm telling you, when the season comes, it's like, where Bo at? Bring him on here. So I waited to the season to get you back in here. And I got time slot for you, Steve Brown. I see you down. Here. I, so listen, listen, if, if I do come on, I want to make sure the set is bedazzled. My fan like bedazzled. <laughs> so anyway, um yes, I have something huge coming up, man. That I I, I I waited, I waited and I waited, and now I'm going to announce it. It's very, it's, it's very, very dear to me. I'm excited. Friday, 7 o'clock p.m., I will be at the Bryant Museum with these guys. I'll be there, people. Be in the building. If, tell somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody with a bus pass and a car. Come on out to the Bryant Museum. We are, well, I'm going to be there. And the guys, they'll be there too. They, we might have, we, we might have Christian Miller. We might, we don't know for sure. But, but yeah, mm -hmm. we're gonna be there. And then Saturday, uh, I'm gonna be talking to fans. We're gonna get to know you. We're gonna be asking you questions. Be prepared for that. And then that night, we're sneaking in the game together. If you want to come with us, come on. But we're sneaking in. I, I, I know the access. Let's get it, Bama fans. I'm ready. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it, Bo. Tell the folks how they can find you on social media, your website, and all the merch you got coming. Well, first, I have a very, very important message. 7 o'clock Friday, September the 1st, we will be at the Paul Bryan Museum. And hopefully, I just pray to God that Steve bring the trophies back. <laughs> <laughs> if not that's coming out of marvin's paycheck so folks that's on the line <laughs> oh! Oh! but uh but all uh, seriously um yeah we will be like everyone said we will be at the paul Bryan museum at seven o'clock i will have my um my merch there i will have my regular merch there and I will have the merch with um with the Alabama Crimson Tie with the Scarborough in the back and the number nine. Um, I'm thinking about having some and gold, but the main two is gonna be crimson and white. And um, we're working on we working on the black one right now. And um, 
my clothing line. You can go to boscarbro.com and order with um hoodies, uh t-shirts, leggings for the women's. I I know they like the high waist. Uh, you can also get OJ Howard um hoodie off of my line um as well. And um yeah, and I can't wait for you guys to see these Tennessee shirts that um they're gonna be coming out here soon. I think the fans will really, really, really like these t-shirts yeah. the way how they design. It's just not it's just not a square picture. The way how we did the pictures is is amazing. And it looked way better on black because it is black with um white lettering with the Tennessee picture on there. Is is it's gonna, nice. gonna be really nice and uh I still have my cameo, so any birthdays, weddings, anything that you guys um may want to request, uh you can just request me on uh, cameo on both scar um both bro and I'm quickly to respond within thirty minutes and I also give you more than what you actually pay for. That is sounds, that sounds like an app for his OnlyFans, actually. Yeah, both 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 <laughs> get naked for the folks. You know, I'm it's a cameo, you. man. It's a cameo, man. A, a lady, a lady, a lady paid for a thirty-second video. I gave her a minute and fifteen seconds. Okay. What okay. Are you, what are you doing? These, okay, now we talk. What are you doing these videos? Because because <laughs> the last it's time a cam- I, 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 it's, I, I, it's, a, it's a it's a cameo that, video. It's a cameo video. Me telling her video. husband happy birthday. But oh, cause last, cause some last time somebody paid me for a video. I damn they went to jail. But we'll talk about it later. We we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard about that. You were behind. No, don't worry about it. Don't. Eating the cheese, eating the messy cheese fry. <laughs> <laughs> but folks, it is game week, and we're going to be having content all week long tonight, eight p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. The final whistle will be on with Matt Cadell, Chris James, Dan James. Ty Hayes and Coach Smook. So you definitely want to tune in for that. Tomorrow night, the Crimson Dynasty with Cece Payne. That's right, a female-led podcast. Tomorrow night is 7 p.m. And your very own Stephen M. Smith is going to be a guest. So tune in to what he has to say. But most importantly, Friday night, the Bryant Museum, 7 p.m. We need you there. Let's get ready for game day, the Bama Standard Way. Yes, Bo. And I just, um, I just want to, you know, say uh, to to the to the fans that are watching, you know, my grandmother had passed, so I would greatly respect for um y'all condolences to me and my family. Uh, she was my best, you know, she was one of my best friends. We used to get together and sit around and. You know, I and I sit down and we'll we, and we'll talk we'll joke about our other family members and we had our own inside joke. So you know I lost my grandmother yesterday. So uh, I appreciate the condolences um, from everyone and I just want to say thank you guys for that. It means a lot to me. Absolutely, there it is. Definitely keep you in the family in our prayers before we head out. We got one last super chat from Smoke Man. He gave us a whole ten dollars. Is Steven sleepy? Five more minutes, and it's good night for Irene for him. <laughs> I went and worked out today, man. I'm trying to look good for y'all Friday, man. Trying to look. I worked out hard too. So yeah, 
I'm trying to look. I'm trying to look the part. So you know, because it's because you know if if Christian Miller coming out, I'm just letting y'all know if he show up with all the muscles, I'm grabbing him. So Bo, get, get him off me. Get him off. Me. <laughs> I'm gonna get him off. Do Jet, dude, Jet, you got to you got to Friday. So the day the day Tuesday. So you got Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So. You should have by you should have at least a thousand push up up on you by then. That is. All right. Take us home, Justin. That'll do it for us here at the Bama Standard until Friday when you all will be there live, right? Until then, roll tide. Bro. Bro.